No, I thought you said lube instead of lewd. Oh, lube. No. No. It's hard to tell jokes about that. See, the silence here is implying that you have a tight five about lube that you want to bust out really fast. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> it's not coming to me, though. Gotcha. Probably because I didn't use enough lube. Jesus Christ. You're right, it's kind of a stretch. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. The car's <laughs> on fire, and there's no driver at the wheel. <laughs> this is the character generation. the character generation i'm moth i'm chet and this is a podcast where we generate characters in tabletop role-playing games how you doing today chet oh man i'm doing pretty good how, <laughs> how about yourself i'm doing pretty good you know it's i'm glad that we found a time of the day that we could squeeze this episode in oh, okay all right <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have God to leave in the preamble about lube jokes yeah, now we do have to oh well that's oh, fine. Well. That's good. Speaking of lube, this week we're doing another episode of Gamma World. I think actually on this real list, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or, or if I mentioned it after we recorded, that table that we were rolling on for random loot last week was definitely just the one from the book. But don't worry, I found a list of over 10,000 random objects to roll oh. for Gamma World. <laughs> so... And they're all equally good and well thought up. I mean, a lot of them genuinely are. A okay. lot of them are pretty good. And I'm pretty sure, can't confirm because I don't want to go through 10,000 items, I'm pretty sure a barrel of lube is on there. Christ. Like an Amazon fucking <laughs> 10-gallon barrel. One of the fucking a barrel of lube big enough to drown a seal in. <laughs> Just a small seal, though. <laughs> and, Which is how you measure <laughs> quantities of liquids. Actually, it's only specifically lube. It's weird that they did that, but that's one of uh, Betsy DeVos's new things. <laughs> yeah, from now on, whenever you buy a thing, a lube. Yeah, it's it's being institutionalized in schools, uh, in, in <laughs> elementary school. It's you, You've got your quarts, you've got your liters, you've got your ounces, and you've got your seals. Um, but seals <laughs> are only very specifically for lube, and that is that needs to be made clear right now. Exactly, exactly. In the same way that you only use pecs for fruit. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Conversely, a pack uh -huh. of seals is now called a gallon of lube. <laughs> uh, Jim, I think I see a gallon of lube swimming through the water over there. <laughs> so here's my question for you. Okay, yeah, go shoot. I'm still trying to get my handle around all these new measurements that we're working from here. What's the <laughs> difference between an imperial and a metric seal? Uh, an imperial... <laughs> An imperial seal will talk about how uh, colonialism's a good thing. <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, we're just gonna do more Gamma World characters this week. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do, do We're gonna do a couple of weeks of Gamma World. I think next week will be the last one, and we're gonna hit some of the uh, supplemental books. Hell yeah. But right now, for now, this, this episode, we're just gonna do base book again, because there's a lot of untapped potential. For sure. Can't wait to just fucking slide right in. <laughs> like a seal. <laughs> She's bad. 
2d20 for me. All right, that's a 20 and an 11. Oh, this is an interesting one already. 20 gets us Yeti. Okay. And 11 gets us Mindbreaker. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like Yeti Mindbreaker was a racial character class in Rifts. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like Yeti Mindbreaker is also um a, a Gogo Badello song. <laughs> it may also be the title of a sci-fi original movie. Okay, hold up. I do need to specify or make this this abundantly clear. This is the second time we've made Bigfoot on the character gen. <laughs> because yeah, a time-honored tradition. The flavor text for Yeti in the book says, you are Bigfoot. That's all it says. That's the entirety of the flavor text. <laughs> uh, here's my question for you. Cat? Is there an origin that makes us really good at driving? No, not anyone specifically. Mm, disappointing. Okay, let's carry on forward. Are you wanting, are you wanting to do a crossover episode with this <laughs> Yeti? Because we can do that. We can pull, um, God, I don't remember his name. His name was Dick's Bigfoot, thank you very uh, much. Ah, it was Dick's Bigfoot. We can bring Dick's Bigfoot into the Gamma <laughs> world. Um, before we do that, what exactly is a mind-breaker? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Seething anger coils inside your head like a snake until you mm. release it upon an enemy. I think you're literally just a psionic. You rarely speak relying on telepathy. When you do, it's because you have something really important to say. After all, why waste words on lesser beings? All right. <laughs> Sure, okay. You can't tell me how to roleplay my character. <laughs> uh, Mindbreakers are all about charisma, and Psy is their mutant type. Okay. Uh, which makes sense. And what's the story for Yetis? Bio and strength. Okay. And they're just, they're, it's, it's Bigfoot, you're just a big ol' hairy boy. Gotcha. Let's see, skill bonus is interaction for Mindbreaker, they're good at will. When they're conscious, they and each ally within... 50 feet can mentally communicate with one another and when they score a critical hit their target takes an ongoing five psychic damage psychic okay. that's that's how you say the word psychic 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 that's how he says it that's how yeah that's how this character says psychic um <laughs> your powers are psychic assault uh, you project a bolt of mental energy that slams your foe's psyche like a sucker punch. So you punch their consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You punch their sense of self-worth. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking hit them right in the self-esteem. Shit. <laughs> with a battle axe. Psychic shield. You surround yourself with a wall of pure fury. Makes your enemies want to not attack you. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Mind break. You unleash a mental onslaught upon your enemy, uh, boring a psychic hole in its mind. So you just fuck with people's brains. And that's why you were never discovered. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Yeti, um, your Bigfoot, you hate it when folks assume that you're a savage beast. Just because you have uh -huh. thick fur and big claws doesn't mean you don't have feelings. Think about it. Yeah. They're good at strength and nature checks. They get bonus to AC. And cold resistance. Makes sense. And whenever they score a critical hit, the target takes a minus five penalty to attack rolls against any creature other than you. So your Ooh. critical hit is a compelled duel. Fancy, okay. Which is cool. Yeah, because I don't think there's... We haven't seen anything that has the ability to mark other players or anything. Yet, no, no, no. I like this character's like combination a lot. 
Because uh-huh. it's like the mind breaker you assume to be like the small lanky character. Uh-huh. So and, and the Yeti you assume to be kind of like a lot of times <laughs> on not this podcast. Uh-huh. The Yeti is usually typecasted as not an intelligent character. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> Completely the opposite on this podcast. I think two for two now, this Yeti is very, very intelligent. The definitely. Bigfoot's definitely. a smart boy. Um, <laughs> He's gotta be. Yeah, and I also like this from a gameplay aspect, because, like, the Yeti powers are pretty boring. You you claw people, you get mad, you go into basically a barbarian rage, and then you pin someone down and beat the shit out of them. Ooh, boy. So, like, you've got this, this all-in brawler type, and you've also got, like, the, like, mind games I'm trying to remember the X-Men that had powers like this, but I don't know anything about X-Men, so... Well, you see, there's a lot of different psionic X-Men, actually. Yeah, okay. Uh, both Professor X and Marvel Girl had... Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah? Was Marvel Girl one of the X-Men? Yeah, that was Jean Grey's codename. Okay. Marvel Girl, like, yes. Marvel. As in... Yes. Okay. Listen, there have been a lot of words said about Jack Kirby and Stan Lee over the years. None of them is subtle. <laughs> okay. I can't wait for fucking DC Lad to come out. <laughs> oh, you mean Superboy Prime? Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. The one who just um, came from our Earth and got really mad because he didn't like the direction superhero comics were going? I didn't know anything about this, actually. Is that uh, real? Superboy Prime fucking sucks in a really, like, realistic way. Ugh. But also, he's the guy who punched reality so hard that it broke and they rebooted the universe again? Gross. <laughs> okay. Anyway, how are we going to spin this Yeti Mindbreaker? Mm. So the thing is, this almost feels a little pedestrian for us, because this is very similar to a lot of conspiracy theories I've read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, sometimes that's good, right? Sometimes you, you want something that's expected. You can, you can play off that. Right, yeah, exactly. Alright, well, here's, here's what I suggest, then. Okay. I suggest that if we want to, to figure out how we're going to make this more interesting, uh-huh. let's roll what our extra skill bonus is. Because right now we get interaction and nature. Uh, so roll a d10. Uh, that's a two. Well, I mean, this doesn't help us uh, <laughs> literally at all, I think. Oh, okay. wait, yes, it does. No, it does. I have a, I have a way we can spin this. All right, all we right. rolled conspiracy for our third skill oh that we're good at. Oh my god. I'm actually going to need you to go into the back of the book and figure out what conspiracy does. You got it. Conspiracy. You make a conspiracy check to remember useful information about a significant person, organization, or event. Okay. So you just know a lot about conspiracy theories. Yeah. So is this Bigfoot's a conspiracy theorist? Does Bigfoot subscribe to InfoWars? Because I really love this idea, if that's the case. Can I offer you one step on top of that? Okay. Um, they're convinced they're a yeti? They're not a yeti, it's just a hairy dude! Yeah! (laughs) Oh! (laughs) He, like, when when the fucking world blew up and all Uh of reality melded together, he got, like, pumped full of radiation that made him really muscular and really hairy but it's just a guy but he thinks he became bigfoot (laughs) 
he thinks that he's an experimental alien hybrid created with a bonded human yeah. soul matrix. But he's just a guy. He's just a hairy man. Ah, uh, that's where he thinks he got his mind powers from, too. <laughs> Hang on. If uh, Elucidate for me the actual origin of his mind powers, then. I'm imagining it's probably the same way he got all of his other powers. I think he just got mega fucked up in the world creation. <laughs> he just got wicked irradiated. Yeah. Okay. Like, he lived in, at Chernobyl. Gotcha. Like, <laughs> like at fantasy reality Chernobyl. No, that's good. That's a good that's a good spin on this character that I wasn't expecting. Ah, oh, god. Okay. Uh I know we normally do this later in the episode or in the character creation process, but I want to do uh -huh. this right now. What's this guy's name? Do you mean his actual name or his spirit name that he has adopted? Yes, yes to both. Okay. I think his original name was Ralph Henderson. Ralph Henderson. He was a plumber by a trade. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph Henderson, the plumber. Uh, -huh. uh now, now, was he a conspiracy theorist before? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. But I think what happened was, when he got blasted, he didn't remember... Yeah, like, some shit happened to his mind, right? Yeah, like, it fucked him up to the point that he just assumed that everything he thought literally happened to him. Yeah. So, like, instead of having heard Alex Jones talk about the gay bomb that is turning our frogs gay, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I was there for that. I was there for the gay frogs. I remember <laughs> that day. <laughs> when I was ambling through the woods, as was my want. <laughs> It's like, it's like these psychic powers I have. That is how no one found me. Oh my Mind God. wiping. <laughs> I'm Bigfoot, and I control the chemtrails. Oh, fuck. <laughs> when I escaped from the alien base where they were experimenting on me. Area 52. Shit. <laughs> it's one number higher, so it's even more secret. Was it Area 52, or did this guy, like, live near Cheyenne Mountain? Yeah, I- yeah, he did. He lived, like, <laughs> down the road from Cheyenne Mountain in a cabin. Yeah, okay. Because he was hunting Bigfoot. <laughs> and that's why he knows so much about Bigfoot, because he, like, he had oh, that's fucking, perfect. like, books on books on books on, like, <laughs> I met Sasquatch and he fucked my wife. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, oh my god this, are you implying that this man became a cryptid hunter so that he could fuck a sasquatch no 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 i'm just saying he had like every single first-hand account like publication okay. that he could find no matter how fake it was right exactly no he doesn't want to fuck sasquatch maybe <laughs> i'll leave that as a a, a schrodinger's cat situation a mystery for the viewer he, he he both does and does not want to fuck bigfoot shit which is it's kind of a that that like when you're gay and you you see someone that is the same gender as you identify and you're like do i want to fuck him or do i want to be him it's like that but specifically bigfoot and he is living it now <laughs> he's living his best life <laughs> <laughs> He looks in the mirror and he sees, like, the big fucking clawed hands. He's like, yeah, I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh yeah this is fucking sick but you don't know if he means that or not right yeah (laughs) (laughs) shit alright he claims to have invented a complex psychic apparatus that would allow him to actually fuck himself yeah no one knows if that's true exactly he talks about it like a lot yeah like way too much uncomfortable amount but like is it a bit that he's just playing up Actually, I think that's just the question that they ask about every aspect of every, his personality. Yeah. <laughs> we know we know for the most part that he, he definitely isn't playing it up. Um, right, yeah. We know that he is absolutely thinks he's Bigfoot, but... For sure. But there's always that little extra sousson of doubt. Yeah. Anyway, let's go up and gear... Oh, wait, what's his, what's his Bigfoot name? Let's see, there's a couple of ways we could go with this. Let me move my mic back, because I was like, I was wondering why I was peeking the mic while I was just talking. Gotcha. That's why. Right, yeah. Surprise. Oh shit, Area 52's a real thing in the, the Gamma World text, that's where I was getting that from. Oh right, because that's where, that's where all the alien tech comes Omega from. Yeah. from. Oh, yep. fuck. No, that was intentional, uh... Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Nah, but what's this boy's name? Uh, Almorre... Blackshirlisnich... Jones. Good. I'll just write that one down real quick. <laughs> Is that with three or four L's? Um... <laughs> It varies depending on the okay. phase of the moon. Um, <laughs> alright, let's see. Let's gear him up. Alright, let's do it. What kind of armor does this boy have? Hmm. Does he just have his hunting vest from when he was Ralph? <laughs> I really love the idea of a Bigfoot wearing an orange high-vis safety yeah, jacket. Yeah, and like the high-vis uh, like orange hat to match. And like camo pants. Yep. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Alright, good. Um, I'll count that as light armor. <laughs> the most effective disguise is to dress up as another hunter. <laughs> He's wearing light armor, then. That's what we'll count that as. Yeah, oh, what's okay. his weapon? Hmm. Does he just have, like... Does he have his hunting rifle, though? Because, like, he's got natural weapons in the form of melting people's brains and also clawing them to death. That's true, that's true. Oh, shit. Can I make a proposition? He has, like, a, a real, real high, like, heavy-duty scoped crossbow. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's the perfect weapon. He pulls out one of his bolts, and it's got, like, a bunch of extra barbs <laughs> that he, like, kind of welded onto it, and he's like, It's to pierce the thick hide. <laughs> Bigfoot can use his radio waves from his brain to deflect bolts, so this one has a magnet built into the tip of it. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> That's how it works. And that's how he stops himself from getting hit with bullets nowadays. <laughs> he can't, though. That's the best part. He's not, te- he's not like, telekinetic. He can yep. only assault people's brains. But I think he doesn't know that. No, I think he thinks he's telepathic. Yeah. Because he can talk to people in their minds. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I've got mind powers, and obviously that means I've opened my crown chakra, and I should also be able to adjust the real life with my brain. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's good. Okay. 
I think what he has is, like, beyond just being, like, a proper hunting crossbow, I think it's, like, a really old-school arbalest where you have to, like, it's got the stirrup in the end of it because you have to plant your foot in it to pull the string back every time you fire an arrow. Yeah. But it still has a scope on top of it somehow. Good. No, I think it's got a side-mounted scope, which means that you have to look past the bow arm. Holy it's, shit. It's, like, mounted slightly off-center, so it kind of, like, tilts up over the crossbow. He's got to, like, lean a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Fucking incredible. Alright, let's pull Ralph's Alpha and Omega cards real fast. Alright, Ralph's Alpha card is... It's Psy and Physical. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Levitation. Oh my god, this is why he thinks he's telekinetic. Yep. <laughs> you move... <laughs> You can levitate yourself or another target uh, vertically up to five squares. Holy yeah. shit, that's high. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's like 25 feet. Yep. Uh, the target remains that height until the end of your next turn. Huh. When you use this power, you can roll a d20. Ten plus, you can target one enemy instead. Nine or less, you move the nearest non-targeted ally upward four squares. Shit. If possible, then the ally drops to the ground, <laughs> falls prone, and takes 2d10 physical damage. Oh my god. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's, yeah, that's when you overcharge it. That's right. Gotcha. Oh, that's funny. Okay. And then his Omega Tech is... Okay. This this Omega Tech is from Area 52. Perfect. It's called The Patch Number 2. When you slap this metallic disc into the back of your hand, tiny medicinal machines flood your bloodstream. So you, you literally, like, the way I'm imagining it, and I know it's like a patch that you put on, uh -huh. I'm liking this more as, like, it's a CD that, like, slides into some weird installed CD drive in the back of his hand. In the back of Ralph? Yeah, in his hand. Okay. And when it, it, it gets slid in, it installs nanomachines to heal for 2d6 plus bloodied value. <laughs> it's consumable, though, so I guess it's just a patch. Okay, yeah. It's a little med kit. I want it to be something that, like, somehow got installed on him, so he was actually kind of experimented on in Area 52. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but it's a consumable, so that doesn't work very well. Yeah, no, he just stole it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he said it was from Area 52 and no one believes him, even though, like, I think it might be known that that's a thing now. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone still's like, ah, you didn't go to Area 52. Right, exactly. So, basically what happened is Ralph's life changed in that now all of the conspiracies he believes are actually true, <laughs> and all of the things that he believes about himself are false. Are false as fuck, yeah. So it's basically a complete inversion. Yep, it's good, I love it. Perfect. Alright. Uh, now we gotta roll the random loot items, and we're gonna grab two. Okay. I need you to roll 1d1000 for me. Uh, what's a 602 get me? Alright, you're gonna need to give me a minute, because I gotta- <laughs> I'm also trying to find the table. While you're searching for that, since we did discover that Area 52 is an actual place in the world of Gamma World? Yeah. Do you think that he's actually on the run because other people think he's a Sasquatch? Yeah, I think so. Because I'm assuming that there's probably a non-zero number of yetis in the world at this yeah. point. No, I'm sure yetis are pretty common. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe they're uncommon. They're not <laughs> rare, but like it's still like a, uh, oh shit, is that fucking Bigfoot? I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Okay. He's being hunted down by the yeti secret police. 
Shh. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> because they think that he's on some kind of advanced tech that they don't have access to. How is that Yeti a mind melter? We gotta get a hold of him and figure it out. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Alright, what did you roll? 602. That's, um, a pair of dirty leg warmers. Mm-hmm. Well? <laughs> I think he just wears those. Yeah. Always. I think they're just dirty because he never takes them off. Yeah. And also never showers because he's too proud of a Bigfoot for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Really, the line is beginning to blur between Bigfoot and Skunk Ape. Yeah, true. <laughs> Alright, next up. One more roll. One more roll. Okay. Uh, 962. 962, you say? Yes. Roll a little bit here. That is an accordion. Perfect. The stealthiest of instruments. <laughs> God, what a good... Okay, yeah. All right. And that's what this character made. Yeah, no questions asked, no questions answered. Here he is. It's Ralph. It's Ralph. I don't remember what his other name was, so it's Ralph. I think Ralph. it started with Almor, but that's about all I remember. <laughs> I'm looking at... I, this list sucks, by the way. Yeah, it kind of seems like it. Not a lot of good stuff on here. That's what you get when you have to think of 1,000 random items. Yeah. Okay, well, I found a better one. I found okay. a generator, so we don't even need to roll it anymore. Perfect. Oh, cool, this, this rolls exactly two items up. Fantastic. Nice, okay. Alright, well... Uh, we've made Ralph the first part of the second party. Yep. Uh, what's the next two rolls? I got a one and a three. So this character, character number two, is an android doppelganger. Uh-huh. Um, question? Yeah? By doppelganger, are you, like, a shapeshifter, or are you just someone who looks very similar to a specific person? Neither of the two. Ooh, alright, read me out the info. You harness the shattered timelines to duplicate yourself in combat. Oh, you're fucking Jamie Madrox the Multiple Man. Yeah. Okay. God, I love- I actually really love this, and I love the appearance description they give as a suggestion. Uh-huh. Uh, you have a distinctive dark gray or midnight blue skin hue. Blah, boring, whatever. You sometimes leave afterimages or echoes of yourself as you move. Shit. Like when you have a full fucking set of armor in Terraria. Like... <laughs> just lousy with particle effects. Yeah, you're just coated in particle effects. Perfect. God, and then the the picture they have of the android is a man in a suit mm -hmm. with like a Terminator-ass skull kind of like peeking through part of his head where it's blown off. Uh -huh. And then he has a, a shoulder-mounted laser cannon. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. Oh, this is. Oh, man. This is a combination I would like to play in a game. <laughs> yeah, this sounds pretty fucking good. Um, so, Doppelganger gets intelligence and dark mutation bonus. Okay. Oh, plus four bonus to conspiracy checks. Perfect. I'm fucking loving this conspiracy theory party. Uh huh. A plus two to reflex. Whenever you draw an alpha mutation card, draw two cards from the same deck and choose which one to keep. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, so you just you get to draw two cards instead of one and choose. Yeah, you can sleight of hand every time you draw a mutation. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And then whenever you score a critical hit, the attack deals the crit damage, and you can use double trouble as a free action. Double trouble is one of the doppelganger powers, 
you create a duplicate of yourself for a short time. There you go. It's just an at-will action, but you can do it as a free action if you crit. Damn. It acts in the initiative order directly after you can take all the actions that you can take, except for it can't use your doppelganger powers, alpha mutations, or omega tech. Okay. And it only has one hit point. Otherwise, it's statistically the same as you. That's fucking sick as hell. Yeah, for real. Two places at once. You're literally in two places at once. Uh, choose an unoccupied square within five squares of you. You simultaneously occupy that square and your current square. Oh my Before God. the start of your next turn, you can teleport to the chosen square as a free action. <laughs> God, that's sick. You put yourself in a fucking quantum super position. Oh my God. So that's their utility ability. I don't know if I really explained this in depth. The three abilities I go are in order. You get your novice ability. You have a utility ability and an expert ability. Okay. And I've just been going them novice utility expert every time. Yeah. So two places at once is the utility, and then the expert ability is called multiplicity. You surround yourself with a crowd of duplicates who lash out and hinder nearby enemies. Shit. Fucking blow cooldowns, cast army of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> army of yourself? Uh, yeah, you're basically a necromancer, but with yourself. That's, yeah. No, I'm into it. <laughs> And then Android. Simulation of living creature is implicit in your shape. But sometimes you forget to boot up your pretend to breathe subroutine. Huh. Are you a living being who has machine parts or a machine who has living parts? Mm. Makes you think. Yeah, okay. So advanced traits for Android is also intelligence and dark. Oh, damn. So we've got a 20 in intelligence. Yeah, we, we got a 20 in intelligence and a plus 4 to dark overcharge. Hell yeah. Skill bonus is to science. He's uh -huh. got a bonus to fortitude. You don't need to eat, drink, or breathe. That's that's uh, nice. a fun little aspect. And whenever you score a critical hit, the attack deals the crit damage, and the target grants combat advantage to you until the end of the encounter. Ooh, nice. Which also applies to your duplicates. Android powers. Machine grip. When you get a hand on an enemy, your grip tightens like a steel-jawed vice. You just can squeeze people. Heavy machine Real hard gun. and immobilize them. Be my battery is your utility. You transform energy attacks into reserve energy you use to protect and repair yourself. So you fucking absorb laser bullets. Shit. To heal yourself. <laughs> Yeah, you can take electricity, fire, laser, or radiation damage. Damn. Whenever you do that, you gain immunity to the triggering damage type until the start of your next turn. You also gain temporary hit points equal to 10 plus your intelligence modifier. Is that uh, an encounter power? I believe so. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like once an encounter. And then Dark Energy Meltdown is the uh, expert. You've learned to harness the radioactive leakage from your power plant containment vessel to harm your foes. Ooh. Yeah, you just kind of cause a massive explosion of radiation okay. and dark energy. It deals a shitload of damage. Uh-huh. 2d10 plus intelligence modifier plus your level radiation damage. Damn. The effect is also the target is slowed until the start of your next turn. Nice. That's sick. Also, that's something that each of your doppelgangers can do. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it just make... says that you can't use your doppelganger abilities through them. Yeah, you can't use doppelganger abilities, alpha mutations, or omega tech. You can use your android abilities. Fuck so that each owns. doppelganger has the ability to use a dark energy meltdown. That's fucking actually probably overpowered. Actually, wait, I think since it's an expert power, it's also an encounter, right? Oh, yes. Okay, that makes more sense then. Yeah. Each one can use machine grip, though. Yeah, exactly. You can split into a bunch of people and just fucking... Choke them out. Kung fu grip all of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, what the hell? Alright. <laughs> so what's this character? Okay, so it's an android doppelganger. 
Okay, uh, here's let's let's bring them down one at a time. What kind of android? Let's describe the android aspect. No, hear me out here. I think I have an idea. Okay, because I also have an idea. If we'll, we'll see. Okay, so what I'm imagining here is that you're an android. You were built to look like a human being, correct? Generally, yes. I think you were built to look like a specific human being, so you could do all of their stuff for them, so they could be in multiple places at once. Oh, fuck. I think this is <laughs> a celebrity doppelganger slash secret service bot <laughs> that has the ability to create multiple duplicates of itself. Okay. So it can attend all of the concerts and also take bullets. I like it. So what celebrity is it? That was going to be my question for you, because the first option that came into my head was Kenny Chesney, and I don't like that. I don't... Mm, it is conspiracy theory. <laughs> Well, I mean, you'd have to be someone who, like, believes in conspiracy theories to build... Hey, can I one-up this real quick? Uh Uh-huh. Can each duplicate be a different member of the band? Oh my god. Yes, absolutely. So it's... they don't make one-for-one duplicates. I mean, they can if they want, but... They split into all of the members of the band. So, hold on a second. Gotta make sure that this is only... It's not only two people. I thought it was only two people this whole time. Oh no. I don't listen to them that much. Uh huh. I was gonna say it's the band Mumford and Sons. Shit. <laughs> Which it still could be. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of it being like a really big group, and every time they split, they just turn into a different member of the band. Okay, so if you want a really big group, let's see. No, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. This. This is the thing, actually. I'm changing my mind a little bit here. Okay. This isn't a robot duplicate. I think this is the origin of the polyphonic spree. (laughs) (laughs) And like the old uh, fusion plan doesn't work as well as it used to, so you can't split into all 18 members at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. God, that's good. Okay. <laughs> See, here's what I was thinking, and we might be able to to uh-huh. spin this to work this way anyway. Okay, okay. I was imagining that the way they duplicate... You've seen Stargate, right? Of course I've seen Stargate. Okay. I'm thinking it's like the replicators. Like where it's a bunch of nanomachines that fuse together into a bunch of different people. Okay, yeah. And I think that's still how they this works. Totally, totally. They take the form specifically of this band. Yeah, it's a nanobot swarm that assembles itself into a band. Yeah. Okay. It's like its subroutines specifically make it always form into members of this band. Or a member of the band. Um, (laughs) Here's my question, though. Uh Uh-huh. And this is something where it's like, it's very much a ask your GM moment. Okay. So us as the hybrid GM here, uh, (laughs) can this character turn into something that's not the band if, like, for story reasons it came up? Like, all of a sudden, like, the subroutine gets shut off and they just turn into a T-Rex. I think what happens is that, uh... Hello? You lost power? Holy fuck. Well... Things will never be the same in this city Now we finally have electricity There's a sudden light at your window Beckoning you to come outside and play In the brand new nighttime It's so much brighter than the day And the sun has gone away 
and we're back! Hey, what's up? We just lost about... Well, we didn't actually lose anything, that's nice. No, we didn't lose anything. We thought we lost about an hour of audio, uh, because my power went out. For, like, almost two hours. Almost two hours. Enough time for me to play a couple levels of Splatoon and get a little drunk. Um, <laughs> and then the power came back on, and Audacity actually has the ability to recover crashed files, which is something that I didn't expect. I wasn't expecting it to do it with a like a file that hadn't even been saved yet. Yeah, so it said untitled uh, recovery. And I was like, oh, perfect. So this episode isn't lost, which is I'm so glad. Hell yeah. God, what this is a fucking mess. Episode 13! Oh, fuck <laughs> it is, isn't it? Shit. <laughs> Alright, where were we? We were we were talking about um this android doppelganger. Yeah, you would just ask me whether or not they would occasionally have the ability to shapeshift into things that weren't members of the polyphonic yes. spree? Yes, like a T-Rex. Yes. Right, exactly. And the caveat that I offered, that I thought you were completely no-selling because your computer had crashed, <laughs> is that I think whenever, like, they're fucking biosignature morph or whatever it is that allows them to choose what to turn into ever gets disabled. I think they're able to shapeshift into specifically members of other bands. Oh shit, okay. Okay, I like that. So theoretically, if that T-Rex is a member of some kind of smooth jazz band, then yes, I would allow it. <laughs> or if you wanted to turn into all of the girls from Girls' Generation, it is something you would be able to do. I think he is actually a member of the girls' generation, you just didn't realize it. Shit. <laughs> a long and storied career in show business. <laughs> it's- it's this T-Rex, uh, he was only in one episode, kind of like Snoop Dogg, one- one song, rather. <laughs> Listen, I've been hitting the alcohol a little hard after I thought we lost an hour of, uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think- I think that's good, because then you can, like, you can make some good fucking- Oh, my subroutine's offline, I turn into Ringo Starr! <laughs> <laughs> No, that's good. I like that. Okay, so we have this band. I'm sorry, I'm still trying to figure out where we were exactly. Yeah, we've got the character concepts nailed down at this point. Yes, yes. So the next step is, I need you to roll a d10 for me to figure out what this band's... Uh, <laughs> also, like, it's very, very worth mentioning. They do, since they are a uh, doppelganger, yeah, yeah, since they're a doppelganger, they get a bonus to conspiracy. So they're also... Oh, that is true, yeah. They're in the party with Ralph. <laughs> Shit. So, like, there's, there's, a, there's a theme that I'm noticing here, and I'm happy about it. I like this a lot. So what does a one get me on the skill tree? Acrobatics. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? That makes sense. It's a robot. Yeah, stage it's performance. A... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Before um, they were a band, they were originally designed to take over for Cirque du Soleil. Because perfect, that's dangerous perfect. and you don't want people dying. Because Cirque du Soleil kept being like, we need to one-up ourselves. Every stunt needs to get more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, or possibly they were members of the Cirque du Soleil troupe where they had to sacrifice one member every show. Every- it's required. And, like, they eventually ran out of extras. <laughs> it's a matter of time. It was a very popular show. Uh-huh. Alright, so, what kind of equipment does this one-man-ish <laughs> band have? Well, let's see. All of their stuff is melee range, basically, right? Um... Because their only actual, like, attacking powers are from their android half. Yes. Yep, it's all close or melee range. Yeah. And is the at-will from the android side a weapon ability? Or is it just something that they do? The the machine grip? Grabby hands, yeah. That is at will, standard action, melee, target one creature. Okay. 
Yeah. So it just doesn't use a weapon at all. Yeah, yeah, they just fucking grab you. Okay, so you can basically give them whatever, I feel like. Yep, they could literally do with whatever they want. Yeah, is there any difference between the damage dice for melee and ranged weapons? No, no. Huh. It depends on if it's a light or heavy weapon. Right, right. Yeah, that's literally what it boils down to. I'm gonna say heavy melee weapon. Oh wait, no, light melee weapon. It has to be light, because they're like 20 intelligence. Yeah, they get a benefit from uh, light weapons. Yeah. I think they have a sharpened clarinet. <laughs> or like, what are all the fucking instruments that the polyphonic spree fucking inflict on you during That's a lot, isn't it? Okay, Google. Uh, the polyphonic spree. Wow, Wikipedia does not have a specific list of all their instruments. You'd think that's something they'd want to just put together for you. Uh, Wikipedia has a list of all of the members and what instruments they play. Vocals, guitar, piano, bass guitar, choir, 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 drums, piano, flute, trumpet, trombone, trumpet, synth, synth, trombone, French horn, violin, <laughs> mandolin, cellos, vocals, percussion, choir, classical harp, guitar. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, I don't want to El Cabong this too hard. <laughs> So I'm changing my mind, actually. They have a light ranged weapon. Mm -hmm. It's a modified French horn. Okay. What does it shoot? Um, that's a good question, because it can't be bullets, because a French horn isn't rifled. <laughs> I think it's a French horn railgun. Hold up, wait a minute. How many instruments <laughs> exist that are rifled? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question. I think it depends on the caprice of the individual instrument designer. Holy shit, wait. Because we can make uh -huh. it fucking anything, right? Yes. Can it be a modified, like, flute that they use as a blow dart gun? Oh, fuck, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking clarinet that they fire darts out of. <laughs> oh, god. Do they have perfect. another weapon on top of that, like a light melee weapon, or do they just, like, grabby? I think they're eventually hoping to get an extra melee weapon so they can start okay. rebuilding their band. Yeah, okay. Because when the apocalypse hit, they lost all their equipment. Except for this clarinet. Exactly. <laughs> and since it's been modified for combat, it can only really play one note. Incredible. Alright, <laughs> uh, well, now I'm gonna roll their two random items. Excuse me. Right, yeah. We got... Holy shit. Um, uh -huh. we got a prank hand buzzer <laughs> and a laptop battery. Okay, perfect. I think the laptop battery is like uh, somehow powering the, um, the, <laughs> the trumpet. <laughs> I think that's it how it works out. It plugs into the side of the clarinet. Yeah, exactly. The clarinet. <laughs> yeah, it plugs right in there and it powers uh, the projectile. They blow different notes to uh, adjust the... <laughs> Um, what do they adjust? Sorry, hang on. One of the members of the polyphonic spree is a man who just calls himself Corn Moe. Is this in the current members? No, this is a former member. He has been released from the polyphonic spree. Corn Moe, right here. Yeah. yeah. Corn M.O. Real name John Cunningham, apparently. He was the vocals. <laughs> His music, I quote from Wikipedia, is a mixture <laughs> of circus music glam rock, and humorous <laughs> novelty songs. <laughs> Sounds like the worst imaginable music. I think Corn Moe is the name of this character. I'm tempted, but I also like just calling this character the polyphonic spree. <laughs> Fuck, that. I mean, that's also very good. Because that's what they are. I'm very upset that they lost Toby Holbrooks on the theremin. <laughs> 
I always thought that Stuart Peebs Peebles was a really good piccolo uh, <laughs> accompaniment. Yeah, they lost a lot of instruments, huh? Yeah, they lost a Mellotron as played by Davy Crabstick's Trotter. They apparently used to have a pedal steel guitar and steel drums. <laughs> they've had multiple harp players. Yeah, they've had like three. They've had like yeah. six French horns. <laughs> a lot of synth. Uh-huh. A surprising number of violas. Audrey easily played the flute, the piccolo, and this is going to be a stupid question. What's an EWI? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's what they played. Hmm, I'm getting information about a nonprofit organization. Iwi, musical instrument. O electric Electro wind. Electric wind instruments. It's pronounced Iwi. That sucks. It's the name of a wind controller, an electronic musical instrument invented by Niall Steiner. No one knows who he is. It looks like a gun. What? <laughs> oh, it's just the small thumbnail. This could be easily transformed into a gun. Can this can this character yeah. please use the Iwi? Oh, absolutely. What the fuck is a wind controller? <laughs> it's one of the, the possible uh, origins you can get in Gamma World. <laughs> it's got a mouthpiece. You have to blow into it. And you have to bite on it to adjust the vibrato? <laughs> this sucks. This looks like something Kraftwerk would design on their worst day. It says notable players in on this Wikipedia article, and it lists eight people. Oh shit, Devante Hines? <laughs> Fucking Blood Orange plays an Iwi? Apparently, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? I... we've gotta move on. We've just... we gotta leave the Iwi behind. Except for no, that's his weapon. Yeah, <laughs> That's their weapon. I, I can't put a gender on this collection of people. It's a they and a plural they. Yes, it's a plural they. <laughs> I imagine they always have a couple of extra clones sitting around, but most of them aren't good at combat. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, this is... All right. Uh, and time for their Omega Tech and Alpha Tech. Or Alpha Mutation, rather. Well, those guards. Uh, their Omega Tech is... They got a cracked ray gun okay. from Area 52. Oh, shit. This ornate pistol fires a ray of ebony energy that sends you uh, and the target straight into sleepy time. That's a bad... Wait, you and the target? Yep. Uh, <laughs> here's what it actually says. Uh, an encounter power, one-handed range. It deals uh, just like a fuckload of damage. Uh-huh. 4d8 plus wisdom modifier plus twice your level necrotic damage. Oh, and the fuck. target falls unconscious, save end. In addition, you fall unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> God, that fucking slaps. That's perfect. Ah, uh, that's incredible. That's very good. That's, yeah. So they've just got, like, a gun that shoots you and whoever you're shooting. Oh, this is not a good alpha. Actually, yeah, it is. I, I was thinking about it. This is good. Sound imitation. Shit. Have you ever heard 37 cats scratching a chalkboard at once? Want to? Oh my god. You can perfectly mimic any sound. You get a plus five power bonus on skill checks related to imitating a sound. <laughs> so Great. here, I think actually they don't uh -huh. know how to play the Iwi. They just know how to imitate what it sounds like. They know what it's supposed to sound like and they can do that. They can vibrate their nano stream so that it pr produces that noise. God, that's fucking good.
Uh, incredible. <laughs> All right. It also presents the specter of them losing that mutation and forgetting how to play instruments. Yep. Incredible. They're exposed as fake. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have time for one more. I'd say so. Okay. Uh, I'll roll this one just because we're hitting, okay. we're getting low on the list of things we can do still. Sounds good. I'll compile them into one list and roll on that list. That is a, and that's a. Well, that's a very interesting combination. Okay. This last character is a hypercognitive pyrokinetic. Okay. I don't know what hypercognitive is. I think it just means they're, like, wicked smart. Hypercognitive. You see the future before it happens. Oh. Your mind processes information at an incredible rate, glimpsing possible outcomes from the adjacent realities. You mentally calculate the movement of enemies and the trajectory of weapons and never lose track of nearby foes. You also always know where the magician is hidden the rabbit. Um, yeah, so it's just like your brain processes things much better. It's like your um, Lucy from the good movie Lucy. Oh my god, why do we always have to talk about Lucy? Because uh, it's as bad of a movie it is, it's a good fucking reference point for a lot of <laughs> shit. I guess, yeah, it's pretty like severely derivative, so that kind of does make sense. Yeah. Our character is so good that they can see into adjacent dimensions, apparently, and also they can type on two computers at the same time. Yep. It's Perfect. it's less actually seeing into adjacent dimensions as much as uh, being able to, like, process what's going on and, like, come up with predictions of different outcomes. Either that, or part of your own brain has offloaded itself into a separate dimension, so you have more think space. Yep. You've got your your brain is resting inside a pocket dimension. There you go. <laughs> um, hypercognitive traits. All the way around that brain is full of fire. Yep, it's all on fire. The immense amount of heat that your hypercognitive like interdimensional brain creates, <laughs> and you burn off some of that waste heat to do cool fire tricks. Your brain is processing so fast; it's like generating a bunch of friction. <laughs> <laughs> Hypercognitive traits, you get wisdom and psi. Skill bonus, plus four to insight. They get a reflex bonus, which makes sense. Holy yeah. shit. Plus eight bonus to initiative. Goddamn. That's insane. Like, you always go first in the initiative roll is basically what that says. Yeah. You score a critical hit, uh, does a crit damage, and you or an ally within five squares of you get a plus two bonus to all defenses until the end of next turn. Nice. Okay. That's cool. Um, novice power, the, 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 it's a standard action. Uh, encounter power is called Uncanny Strike. With a glance, you assess your foe's weakness and strike to enhance that disadvantage. Uh, it just grants you combat advantage until end of turn. The, the utility is saw it coming. You anticipate your enemy's attack and respond accordingly. It triggers when an enemy hits you. Uh, the triggering enemy rerolls the attack and must use the new result. Okay. And then exploit weakness. Perceive a weakness in the foe's defenses and show your allies how to exploit it. Everyone does extra damage to a target for a turn. Honestly, kind of boring stuff. <laughs> Pyrokinetic, you like to start fires. Makes sense. You're also kind of made of fire sometimes, if you want. <laughs> Pyrokinetic traits, wisdom and psi. So we get a plus four to psi and we're wise as fuck. Yeah. Because we got 20 wisdom. Hell yeah. Plus four bonus to interaction, resist fire. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Whenever a creature ends its turn adjacent to you, it catches on fire. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> okay. It's fiery nice. aura, and then pyrokinetic critical is whenever you score a critical hit, the target gains ondoing 10 fire damage. Fair enough. So they just start taking a shitload of fire damage whenever you crit. Interestingly enough, this is the first time I've seen a crit uh, that doesn't add an extra 1d10 damage. It's already doing at least 10 damage. Yep. The powers are you fan the flames of your fiery aura. You just light someone on fire at will. <laughs> a blazing rocket. You propel yourself into the air on a pillar of fire. Fuck. Flame breath. Don't need to explain that one. I think that's pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. So how do we want to play this? Because I have an idea. I know a lot of our stuff ends up being uh, two things get melded together when reality combined, right? Right. But what if it's like literal rain man like there's a, a reality in which all fiction is real and an okay. actual character rain man rain man raving rabbits i was just about to make that fucking joke <laughs> i don't remember the character's name because i don't think i've seen the movie ever but his name's raymond raymond rain man <laughs> no not again nope uh <laughs> i'm like i'm biting my tongue uh he fuses <laughs> with um just a fire elemental from from Dungeons and Dragons, okay. right? Or like a a mephit or something. I'm imagining it's one of the, the uh, like a flame atronach from like Skyrim, and it's like one of the weirdly unsettling like, hey, it's a fire elemental, but still got boobs. Oh no! But it's got like the deep like, I'm counting cards. I'm hyper cognizant of everything going on. Like it's got that oh. voice, and it ne it doesn't have a mouth, so it's just kind of like you hear this around you as it's talking, uh -huh. but it's like. It's just, like, some fantasy-ass, like, MMORPG fire elemental. Right. Thoughts? I mean, I'm into it, but also, I do kind of like the idea of... So, basically, we figured out quantum computing, okay? Okay. But it turns out that the most efficient way to do it is to just... You know at some point in the future, the problem is probably going to be solved, right? Yeah. So if you fire someone's brain into the future and leave it connected to the rest of their brain, then theoretically, you should be able to still get that information out of it in the future after it's been solved, since it's moved relatively fast forward at the speed of light. Okay. No, I like where but, this is going. But you see, the problem with that is you're introducing extra entropy to the universe, because you're oh my getting God. information from the future and pre-solving it before it's already solved. Are you saying that the entropy just manifests around this person? Yeah, exactly. It's friction. Oh, fuck. It's time friction. <laughs> it's time friction! That's so much better than whatever I just said. Yeah. No, absolutely. Oh my God. All right. So that's that's the base concept of the character. What's this character like? Hmm. Actually, hold up. Let me roll a d10 real quick. Oh my fucking god! I rolled a two. I already know what that Hell is. Hell yeah! Yeah, yep. We got we got a bonus to conspiracy. Well, shit. Yeah, you already know everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, they know <laughs> that all the theories are true. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, in the fullness of time, every conspiracy theory is real. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Across all potential universes, every conspiracy theory is valid and true. <laughs> oh my god. And that factors into their personality. I imagine this character has literally no emotion. I'm imagining uh -huh. this character is like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, they can see everything and their brain's on fire. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So I imagine, like, Ralph is like, No, you, you don't understand. <laughs> the, the secret government's actually inside the Earth, 
And inside the earth is another earth. And this guy's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, of course there is. Come on. Yeah, obviously. It's like, yeah, I've I've seen it. And the guy's like, you have? Oh, my God, please, please just tell me everything you know. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't really end up mattering that much. Like, really, <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> In the fullness of time, we're all already dead. Am I right? He really likes Evanescence. <laughs> he listens to a lot of Evanescence, a lot of Green Day. Nothing but Evanescence and Run the Jewels. <laughs> yeah, a wise man once said we're all dead. Fuck it. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I think Ralph, like, fucking hates rap. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> so here's Run the Jewels, and he's like, fuck you playing, son. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, God. Nah, I've done the calculations. It turns out that these two are the only good bands. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, um, the Polyphonic Spree just gets really upset about oh, that fuck. statement. There you go. <laughs> I like the idea of the hypercognitive just constantly lying about what they think is objectively true. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Just whenever they have an opinion, they present it as objective fact. Oh, God. So they're every single person on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I like that they're, like, really fucking pretentious. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're really pretentious, but they love Evanescence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck the preps. Jesus. Are they gothic? <laughs> I think they're a little gothic. I don't think they're full-on, <laughs> but I think they do, like, they have a little, uh, black eyeliner going and a little... Red eyeshadow, pink fishnets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is okay. that gothic still? Uh, no, but it's what they wore in My Immortal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> um. No. Okay, that's great. So we've got this stat. What equipment does uh this individual wear and use? Well, theoretically, you don't need to wear armor if you already know where you're going to get hit. Yeah. So I'm imagining, like, a low-tech version of the fucking point defense shields that they have in Macross, where it's just a couple of tiny little plates that they just hold in front of them to block blows with. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, And by well. plates, I mean literal plates, and they just keep a stack of china with them wherever they go. Okay. No, I think that's good. I like that. Uh -huh. What kind of weapon? And, like, what, what do they wear if they're not wearing armor? Just, like, what kind of clothes? Pink fishnets. Right. And nothing else. Oh, no. <laughs> No, no, I can't. Um... <laughs> I can't allow that one. That's fair. That's fair. I don't want to do it. <laughs> is is it just like an Evanescence T-shirt that's like one size too big and like cargo pants? Oh God! <laughs> oh, that sucks. We like everyone went to high school with this kid. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they uh... definitely think that they're smarter than the teacher because in the future they will be. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what kind of weapon? I have an idea, but I think it sucks bad. What you got? Just a katana. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like the incredibly like world of darkness intersection of goth and STEM major that we've got going on here. <laughs> like, there's a lot of them. It's not. Th this is a thing that there's a lot of overlap there. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> oh god that sucks i think you're right because they don't need a ranged weapon is it a katana or is it like 
one of those really over-the-top looking swords that you'd buy at like the Ren Fair that has a bunch of unnecessary curves and spikes and like a scorpion drawn on the blade. Are you just talking about the one that's hanging in your dad's living room? Because I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I was drawing reference to it, but I figured saying specifically like the one in my dad's living room wouldn't be good podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, just some cold steel $30 piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're right, though. Like, some, some $30 garbage-ass, like, yeah. <laughs> fake sword that yeah. he has tempered with his own fucking presence. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's perfect. It's actually really good quality, because they've accidentally reforged it. Yeah, yeah. But it still looks like a complete piece of shit. Oh, yeah, it looks like something that a knockoff Final Fantasy character would wield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, just a little bit too long to be balanced properly, and it's covered in, like, spikes that protrude out the sides of the blade for no reason. Yeah, it's got a really intricate handle. The uh, yep. like or hilt that's like anyone that is proficient in actual sword fighting be like that's completely inefficient. What the fuck is that? You can't even put two hands on it. Shit, it's so detailed that it actually kind of hurts to hold. Yeah, if you try to two hand it, it kind of like stabs your hand a little bit, like your second yeah. hand. Yeah, you gotta grab it by the scorpion stinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the handle is just a scorpion stinger. Oh fuck, yep. this character sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like it's good. They're uh. <laughs> let me let's let me roll up their two items real fast and see what they Go get. Go for it. Radio, listen only, and <laughs> um and a steel guitar. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think holy shit. <laughs> I think they have their radio tuned to only listen to the music they like, and uh -huh. the steel guitar is just something that they like carry on their back. And the Polyphonic Spree is constantly trying to trade for it. Just everything they have, please give me that fucking guitar. He's like, I'll trade you it for your clarinet. And they're like, mm, anything but that. <laughs> anything but that one. <laughs> oh, oh, God, that's good. All right. Now let's get their Alpha Mutation and Omega Gear. <laughs> the, the Omega Tech, another from Area 52 is okay. uh, called an erratic rifle hound excuse me this metallic robot erratically follows you around on three steel legs <laughs> it's a dog on three legs that you can activate once per encounter it shoots a laser it can move up to six squares with free action its defenses are equal to blah, 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 blah. if a single attack deals 15 or more damage to the hound the hound is destroyed okay um the hound shoots a laser and it's not described what it looks like at all so we get to decide, but can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Can it just be a laser rifle with three legs that barks? Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's no, not in the shape correct. of a dog, it's just a rifle with legs, and it has, like, a, a fucking audio box built into the side of it. <laughs> it like, so what? are you imagining, like, a tripod situation, or, like... What's the leg situation on this rifle? I'm imagining, like, two legs that would act like normal four legs, but just has one down the middle where the stock is. Okay. And it just kind of bounces around, and it's really excitable, and it does have a tail yeah. that wags. It's got Perfect. a functional tail. <laughs> I also think it's, it's a pump-action rifle, because I like the idea of the legs having to, like, push backwards a little bit to pump. Oh my god. God, this is this is the single best item I've ever found in a, a game ever. <laughs> I love this rifle dog. 
I love this literal rifle dog. <laughs> and then uh, this character's alpha mutation is a bio mutation called feelers. Uh huh. Benefit. You can see creatures or objects within two squares of you that are invisible, obscured, or on other sides of blocking terrain. If those creatures are in contact with the ground or a similar surface. So you, you basically have like close range version of fucking like Toph's ability to listen through the ground in, in Avatar The Last Airbender. No, yeah, that's perfect. Um, it also has an overcharge. When you start your turn, you can roll a d20. While this card is readied and you roll a 10 plus, you can see creatures or objects within three squares of you. So 15 feet instead of 10. When your melee reach increases by one. Oh, shit. And then nine or less. You're covered in fleshy modules, while under this effect you take a minus two penalty to attack rolls. Is this, like, actual, like, you have a root system that you bury in the ground? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. I'm honestly not sure, but you're right. Do they just have, like, weird fleshy tendrils that bury under the earth? Oh god. Man, I guess. Or, maybe this is a more interesting approach, maybe it's just like, eye stalks that grow off the character that can see through things. Perfect. Like two eye stalks, one on each shoulder. <laughs> I don't know how that increases the melee reach, but... Uh, they can tie the eye stalk around their sword. And it just stretches? Yep. Oh, I hate it! <laughs> I mean, that's good. I hate it! <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, that's God. how it works now. That's how it works now, that's true. <laughs> I think they're like, they were really fucking bummed out when this happened. Uh, when like they grew these <laughs> ice stocks, because they had to cut two holes in their Evanescence shirt that they got when they went to the concert. They've got a fucking cold shoulder Evanescence band tee. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What's their name? Wrap this one up. Man, that is surprisingly difficult. <laughs> Um, Can I make a couple of suggestions? Yes. How about Bloodwin? <laughs> okay. Bloodwin. Bloodwin? B-L-O-D-W-Y-N. They pick the name themselves. <laughs> oh, if we're doing that, hang on a second here. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of good goth names that they pick. Raven? No, I've got an idea. I've got a program that can generate these for us. Oh, do you? I've got a program that I tapped into the Onomasticon list of, like, Really weird old English names? Here, hang on a sec, let me find this. I'm on the literal worst webpage called Gothic Baby Names. Oh, that sucks wicked hard. It's just a bunch of pictures of babies that have been photoshopped to look goth. Oh no. <laughs> it's this fucking- there's this baby that had like a fucking metal band T photoshopped onto it and like a, a metallic like skeleton key keyring photoshopped into its mouth and it has eyeliner on and it's so very unsettling <laughs> oh i remember where i fucking used that program i've got it i built it into my fucking character generator for oh no <laughs> oh i don't like this goth baby uh now that's what i call podcasting why does it have the skeleton keys Right? There's so much I don't like about- th Oh no! This isn't even a baby! Ugh, oh, oh god, that's <laughs> such a bad doll. This fucking doll is in every single Panic at the Disco fucking music video. Oh, I'm gonna throw <laughs> up into my own mouth. <laughs> I chime in with the haven't you people ever heard?
I found what I was looking for. All right, what's their name? Uh, their name is Valerianus Darkwind. Uh, there's an God. E after both the K in Dark and the E in Wind. That's both a good goth name and a good World of Warcraft NPC name. Oh my god. I mean, you're not wrong. There you go. <laughs> Pasting that into chat. Oh, Jesus. Darky Windy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's their name. Valerianus yeah. Darkwind, Ralph Henderson, and uh, the Polyphonic Spree. <laughs> go on a conspiracy theory hunt. They go hunting cryptids in the apocalypse. Hang on a second. Okay. They all have Area 52 tech to start the game with. Yep. Did they raid Area 52? I think they did. I think that's a good fucking... <laughs> I don't think he got the, the med patch off of the, the Yeti secret police. Okay, okay. I think he was like, guys, Area 52 is real. And these are the only two beings that believed him in the town oh, he was perfect. at. One because uh -huh. one knew all of reality, and one because they were like, <laughs> fucking whatever. They had nothing better to do. The, I mean, they also believed in Area 52, I think, because they, they oh, inherently, sure. as um, a duplicate, are very conspiracy-oriented. God. Exactly. Ah, oh, shit. I'd play this campaign, I think, in a heartbeat. So would I. Oh, man. Alright, so that's that's been the character generation. This episode might be longer than normal. Because we have, like, yeah. two-hour-long recordings at this point. <laughs> it's okay, there's a lot that's coming out of that first one. There's a lot that's getting cut out, yeah. Alright, well, that's been episode two of Gamma World, episode 13 of our podcast. Uh, we're gonna do one more. Next week we're gonna dive into the supplemental stuff, because there's each of the two supplemental books for 7th edition Gamma World have more origins and more stuff to add so like for instance i'm looking at a, a list of the archetypes from famine and fargo okay one of them is just wield Ooh, yeah we <laughs> we, we skipped there's only a couple that we didn't do from the main book at this point for sure we didn't get to felinoid hawkoid <laughs> mind coercer oh uh, that sounds horrible empath electrokinetic or speedster those are the only ones we didn't do Oh, Gravity Controller. Oh, I'm sad we didn't do that one. Oh, well. Yeah, so look forward to that one two weeks from today when this episode comes out right now. Uh, yeah. As always, you can find us on social media at the Character Gen. That's on Facebook and Twitter. Engage with our brand. Yep, and please. We have a <laughs> brand, technically. Technically. We are. You can also get a hold of us uh, via email at thecharactergen. Uh, gmail uh oh. at gmail.com rather there you go i don't know why you have so much trouble remembering how email works i'm always wanting to say dot gmail.com like it's a fucking tumblr profile which we don't have <laughs> technically we do we're squatting on a domain for it we are but there's nothing there yeah true eventually maybe we'll maybe put there something there right in listeners <laughs> send us feedback <laughs> do we tumblr <laughs> question mark who knows Yes or no. True or false. <laughs> yes or no. True, true, false. Do we tumbler? This will be on the final. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Please, please give us a, a review on iTunes. Like, I can't stress enough how important that is. Like, studies have been shown, like, 70% of a new podcast listenership comes from iTunes. It's so important. That's insane. Yeah, right? It's fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah, we don't we don't pay to advertise at all. So any amount 
of just telling your friends and reviewing us on iTunes and spreading the word you can uh, goes a really long way, and we really, really, truly appreciate it. Let's see, anything else I'm missing? Follow me on Twitter. It's at Siromo, <laughs> S-I-I-R-O-M-O. It would just be S-I-R-O-M-O, because that'd be easier, but some fucker took uh, the original domain, like, in 2011, has just been sitting on it, and I can't get it for myself. <laughs> so one day, maybe, but, but right now it's S-I-I-R-O-M-O. Or his Tumblr at... <laughs> yeah, so just write that one down. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. I've been Chet. I've been Moth. And it went like this. I'm sorry.